Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. Just reminding you that my podcast is available to listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, and YouTube. I also post the stories on the Mix in the Dark Facebook page in case you're the type of person who likes to read scary stories instead of listening to them. You can also connect with me through Facebook or email at mixinthedark at gmail.com. It's almost October, my favorite month, so not only do I enjoy the fall weather, I also enjoy a lot of the Halloween festivities that happen during this time. Starting next week, I will be hosting new episodes through live premieres on YouTube at 6pm Central Time on Mondays. Feel free to hop on and chat about the episodes with me or ask questions. Just a reminder that these stories are true and from real people. Let's remember to be respectful of each other's experiences. Please enjoy Hungry Spirits. Story 1 I serve in the military in Iraq. While there's not a lot of spooky stories from here, one of my buddies experienced something out of the ordinary. This was year 2003 when lots of stuff was still going on in the world. The team came in after the tank armor unit to clear an area that was littered with dead Iraqi soldiers and my buddy's team was another Hmong soldier from Minnesota. While walking through the field of dead Iraqis, the Hmong soldier from his team couldn't keep up with the rest. He was lagging behind and was struggling. This pissed everyone off because to be caught in an open field with no cover is the worst case scenario. Anyways, after they came back to the base, The Hmong soldier finally confessed to my buddy what he actually saw out there. He said that he has always been sensitive to the spirit world and could see them. He said that while walking through the field, the dead Iraqi soldiers started to follow him and they were tugging and holding him down. They knew he could see them, so they wanted answers. Some of the ghosts didn't believe they were dead, while others were angry and confused about the mess they were in. After hearing this, my buddy told the Hmong soldier that he should get into the habit of carrying some crackers with him. Crackers and dry bread are standard in our MREs, or meals ready to eat. My buddy told him that from what he heard from his father, you have to appease the spirits if you're in their territory. The next night, they crossed the same field and the Hmong soldier carried some crackers in one of his pockets. When the ghosts appeared, he told them that he was very sorry for them and offered them a meal. He broke pieces of the cracker and threw it in the directions of the ghosts. He later told my buddy that the ghosts started to pick up the pieces of crackers and didn't come after him anymore. Story 2 One of my friends told me that when he was a small kid, they visited his uncle. We're going to call him Jeremy to keep his identity safe. Jeremy's uncle was a shaman. A shaman is a respected individual in the Hmong community who performs cultural rituals to heal a person or family. 
His shaman altar was set up downstairs in the basement. The reason why they visited was because his uncle had been sick. Jeremy's uncle usually sets up food by the altar for his spirit guides to eat. Spirit guides are family ghosts. They're like guardian angels whose objective is to protect and guide the shaman whenever he or she enters the spirit world during healing rituals. One night, Jeremy couldn't fall asleep, so he went to grab some water in the kitchen. As he started to pour water into his cup, he heard loud crying and yelling coming from the basement. He thought that it was just one of his cousins who stayed up late to play down there. He decided to investigate to see what was going on. When he reached downstairs, he saw an old, shriveled woman and two small boys next to the altar. They looked like they were scratching and eating some of the food set on it. He had never seen them before, so he thought they were just visiting relatives since his uncle was sick. Jeremy asked if they needed anything, but they just kept ignoring him, so he decided to go upstairs and go to sleep. He didn't think too much of this until the next day. The next morning, Jeremy's mother told the family that she had a dream about her deceased mother and younger brothers who were crying for food. Jeremy couldn't believe what he was hearing. He explained to his mother what he saw down in the basement the night before. Just the look in her face told that she was frightened. Together, they went downstairs to check the food by the altar. Examining it, you could see little scratch marks and bite marks all over them. If you have ever lived in a house with a shaman altar, you know not to touch the food by the altar. All the children in the house did not touch the food because they knew not to. Even though Jeremy's uncle was sick, his mom went ahead and let his uncle know about her dream and the occurrences that happened the night before anyway. Jeremy's uncle became very sad and said that due to his sickness, he was not able to perform his duties as a shaman. One of his duties was to send food spiritually to ancestor spirits. The spirits were not happy because they were hungry. Story 3 This happened many years ago. You can be the judge if it's the supernatural or just some sort of coincidence. One night around 2am, my mom had a dream about an old lady relative of ours who has been dead for a while already. In the dream, the old lady stopped by to visit my mom at our current apartment where we were staying. It was a brief visit. The old woman just stopped by to tell my mom that she had been really hungry for a while now because she had nothing to eat. I remember my mom woke up from the dream to tell me about it. I was still up and watching television in the living room. She felt discomfort in knowing that our old lady relative was hungry and that there was no one to help her. So she decided to put some food in a bowl and do a spirit calling for her to come take the food. She set a bowl of food right outside of our doorstep in the apartment hallway. It is respectful to offer food to your ancestors through a spirit calling. A spirit calling is very simple. Anyone can do it. You do not have to be a shaman to do it. 
All you do is set out a plate of food and call out to whomever you want to offer the food to. In this case, my mom was offering food to the older spirit relative. My mom opened our apartment door. Remember that by now it is very late. By that time, everyone was already tucked in bed and asleep. As she quietly called out to the old lady to come take the food, the stairway entry door next to our door immediately opened. It was as if someone opened the door and was about to come in. But no one entered. Then the door just let go and closed again. My mom was curious about who could be going in and out of the apartment building so late. She went to go see who it was in case they needed help. But there was nobody there, nor were there any sounds of footsteps going down the stairs either. That was when my mom got spooked out. She rushed back into our apartment and shut the door really quick and realized that it was probably the old lady relative. I think that my mom is a really generous and caring person toward others, which is why she's often visited by the dead. Story 4 This happened when I was 18 years old. Growing up, my parents always told us not to bang our plates and spoons together because this is a sign for calling the spirits to come eat. One evening, as I was cooking dinner for my parents who were coming home from the garden, my little brother kept hitting his plate with his spoon. I kept yelling at him and mong. I said, stop or else you're going to see a monster. He just laughed it off and continued banging the plates and spoons together. Our kitchen has a window right next to our stove. It was already dark, but because I was cooking, I left the windows open and didn't close the blinds for some fresh air. I got mad at the loud ruckus my little brother was creating, so I went over to my little brother and grabbed his plate and spoon. As I turned toward the window above the stove, I saw a face staring right at me. A white face with red eyes. As soon as I saw it, it smiled the creepiest smile at me. I reached for a knife slowly backing out of the kitchen and ran upstairs to where my sister was. My sister asked me why I was holding a knife and why I looked terrified. I told her what just happened and our little brother was still down there. As soon as we both decided to head back down, I heard my mom's voice and my other siblings. I then immediately thought that maybe it was just them playing a prank on me. I asked them all and they told me that I was crazy. My mom told me that it was nothing for me to just continue cooking. Ever since that day, I've kept the window and blinds closed when I'm cooking. The image of what I saw that day still lingers in my head clear as day. Story 5 Around three months ago, my father went hunting for squirrels with some cousins. Last year, they found a hunting place where there were plenty of squirrels. However, they noticed that no one was hunting in this area. 
They thought maybe it was just their luck, so this year, they went back to the same place. This time though, strange things started to happen. My father would shoot a squirrel and everyone would see the squirrel fall down, but when they went to the spot where the squirrel should have fallen down, nothing was there. At nighttime, they would count four dead squirrels and wake up in the morning to see five or six squirrels instead. A little freaked out, but not enough. They decided to stay for another night. This time, my father shot a squirrel and when they went to pick it up, there were two squirrels instead of one. This was the last straw, so my father and cousins decided to come home. I don't believe they ever went back to that spot. The strange events did not stop there. When my father brought home the squirrels, my mother skinned them and cleaned everything out. She put them in plastic bags and set them in the freezer. Weeks later, when she wanted to prepare a meal with a squirrel, she took the squirrel out of the freezer and unwrapped it for prepping. To her surprise, half the squirrel was gone. My mother said that it was as if someone or something had torn and eaten half of the squirrel. She then checked the other squirrels and they too were in that condition. There was no explanation as to how this could have happened. It was definitely not frostbite because it would have not made half a squirrel disappear. Also, no one would eat the squirrel because it's only us kids in the house and we do not eat that stuff. We decided to call a shaman to Oaneng for my dad. Remember that shamans can read into spaces and connect to the spirit world to explain disturbances and happenings in the human world. A shaman can perform many types of different rituals. The two main rituals are Oaneng and Hupli. Hupli rituals are used to call back a lost spirit or build a broken spirit. Oning rituals are usually performed to help the shaman see why these odd occurrences were happening. At the end of the ritual, the shaman explained that my dad did not call out to our great-grandfather and other ancestors when he and the cousins were out hunting. My dad did not invite my ancestors to feast with him, and so the angry spirits decided to come and give him a sign. The shaman said before my father eats, he must call out to great-grandfather and our ancestors to eat with him as a way to show respect. Now, whenever my dad goes hunting, he always calls out for my great-grandfather and our other ancestors. Nothing strange has happened since. <laughs>